It's time for Bible College by Radio, brought to you direct from the campus of African Bible College. Of the mighty Red Sea, and he said, I And now for today's lesson, let's join Mrs. Nell Chinchin. Welcome to Bible College by Radio. This is our last lesson in the Little Book of Ruth. And I know that we have learned many lessons from this beautiful love story. We're going to learn today what it means to redeem something. But before we begin, Bill Jala is here with a fine letter for us from a friend in Nigeria. Dearly beloved Reverend and Mrs. Chinchin, I salute you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I am very happy to report that my life has changed greatly towards the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ more than ever before due to your good teaching of Bible courses. I now can understand the Bible than ever before. Praise the Lord for that. Secondly, I now have more fear of God than ever before. It is good to understand the Bible. I thank you for the past. The future is left with God. May the Father Almighty crown all of your needs with success. Amen. My love to all the students in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, Bill, for that very fine letter. It's wonderful indeed when the importance of learning God's Word is recognized. And now I wonder if you would be willing to help our students with a review of Chapter 3 in the Book of Ruth. What? were Naomi's words to Ruth and what do they mean to the new Christian sit still my daughter we should help the new Christian to see the importance of taking time to be with Jesus we need to set the example in our own lives for them to see sometimes people just see the Christian doing all kinds of basic basic things and a new Christian gets the wrong idea about Christianity they think that it is just a lot of doing good for people. We need to teach them that the most important thing they can do is to take time to be with Jesus, to read their Bible, and to pray. Very good, Bill. That's so true. And so often, uh, we Christians are guilty of leading other young Christians in the wrong way. Another thing that we did see that was very important in that chapter, Bill, was the husband's responsibility to his wife. What was that? The husband is to be the wife's protector. He is to take care of her and watch over her, just like Boaz did to Ruth. He was careful not to spoil her name. He was careful that no one harmed her. He even made sure 
she had enough food to eat. Uh-huh, that's right, Bill. And sometimes today, when women want to be so independent, the man forgets that his responsibility before God is to take care of the women in his household in a proper way. All right, well, thank you so much for that help. And now let's turn to chapter 4 in Ruth and see Ruth's wonderful reward for her faithfulness. But before we begin our lesson, let's bow together for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, again, we are really looking up to you to open up our eyes and give us understanding, open up our ears that we might hear and believe your words and apply them to our lives. We thank you for your word that's been given to us, and we thank you for the opportunity that we have to study. And Father, I would thank you for those that are listening, for those that are working on those correspondence courses. Give them understanding. Help them to understand the things that they hear and to put them to use in their lives. We would ask now that the Holy Spirit himself instruct us and teach us through our lesson today. For we pray in Christ's name, amen. Now today, we're going to study our very last chapter in the book of Ruth, chapter 4. And the title of this chapter is Ruth's Wonderful Reward. And we have seen in this little book of Ruth that first she had to make the decision to follow Naomi. And then that she gave herself in unselfish service for Naomi. And then she showed her obedient faith in going to Boaz. Now we're going to see that Ruth was rewarded for her faith and for her loyalty and for her obedience. Again, let us remember that Ruth is a picture of a person being won to Christ through the witness of a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit, as we see here in Naomi, who was able to lead her to her Redeemer. In this story, we see Boaz as a picture of Christ, the Redeemer. So open your Bibles now to Ruth, chapter 4, verse 1. Then Boaz went up to the city's gate and sat down there. And behold, the kinsman of whom Boaz had spoken came by, and he said to him, Ho, oh, turn aside and sit down here. So he turned aside and sat down. And Boaz took ten of the elders of the city and said, Sit down here. And they sat down. And he said to the kinsman, Naomi, who has returned from the country of Moab, has sold the parcel of land which belonged to our brother Elimelech. Now Naomi, as a representative of her dead husband Elimelech, had sold the land so that she could have enough money to live on. Now in the year of the Jubilee, the property would return to the family. But Boaz wanted to be the goel, and that's spelled G-O-E-L, that he might redeem the property at once. God had commanded that anyone in a person's family could buy back the land so it would stay in that family. And this term goel, G-O-E-L, means redeemer. And the law stated that the goel was to be the next of kin. And even though Boaz desired to redeem Ruth, he knew he had to give the next of kin first chance. Now let's look at verse 4 as we continue in the story. And I thought to let you hear of it and say, buy it in the presence of those sitting here and before the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not redeem it, then say so. 
that I may know, for there is no one besides you to redeem it, and I am next of kin after you. And he said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, The day you buy the field of Naomi, you must buy it also of Ruth the Moabitess, the widow of the dead, to restore the name of the dead to his inheritance. Now, let me explain that a little bit to you. Many centuries ago, cities were surrounded by great walls to keep out the enemy. And people could get into the city only through the gate. Now Boaz went to the gate of the city of Bethlehem, and soon the other near relatives came along. Boaz had asked ten of the elders of the city to sit down with them as witnesses. Then he told the relative that Naomi had to sell the land which belonged to her husband, and the man agreed to buy it. Then Boaz told him that he would have to take Ruth for his wife together with the field. The relative did not want to do this, so then he told Boaz that he could have both the land and Ruth. So then we read in verse 6, And the kinsman said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest by marrying a Moabitess I endanger my inheritance. Take my right of redemption yourself, for I cannot redeem it. You see, the man is giving up the opportunity. The relative wanted the land, but he did not want to marry Ruth, the young woman from Moab. The law of Moses taught that a Moabite could not enter the nation of Israel, and this man did not want to take the chance that he would lose his own inheritance. Also, the purchase of the land was taken from the money of the goal himself, and the land would not actually belong to him, but to the son of Ruth, who would still be, in the eyes of the law, the son of her first husband who had died, and thus would be the rightful heir to the land. So this man didn't like the idea. He didn't want to become involved in this kind of thing. So he told Boaz that he did not want to take on the responsibility of the next of kin. So then we read in verse 7, Now formerly in Israel, this was the custom concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm a transaction, a man pulled off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was a way of attesting in Israel. Therefore, when the kinsman said to Boaz, Buy for yourself, he pulled off his slipper, pulled off his sandal, and Boaz said to the elders and to all the people, You are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilion's and Malon's from the hand of Naomi. Now he had bought this from this man. And so Jesus, in the same way, bought us back. This is redemption. Boaz now had paid the bride price, even as Jesus bought us back, redeemed us from the hand of Satan. In 1 Corinthians 6, we read this in verses 19 and 20. What? Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have of God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And then in First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, we read, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your vain manner of life received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And so we read here in, in 1 Peter that we were redeemed, not with money, 
but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. But here, Boaz is paying the bride price. He is buying uh, the right to the land and to Naomi. Also, Ruth, the Moabitess, the widow of Malon, I have bought to be my wife, we read in verse 10, to restore the name of the dead to his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren and from the gate of his birthplace. You are witnesses this day. Now all this business had to be done in an orderly way before the elders of the city. In those days, it was a custom of men to take off their slipper to show that they agreed. Boaz called on the people who were there to witness this agreement. He bought the land from Naomi and took Ruth to be his wife. Now he made this transaction out in the public, out in the front of all the people. So everything was to be done in a correct way. Then we read in verse 11, And all the people at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming into your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the household of Israel. May you do worthily and get wealth in Ephrath and be famous in Bethlehem. Now no mention here is made of Ruth's background, of her being a Moabite. All that was of Moab about her now had died when she was united to Boaz. She is never again called a Moabitess. And so with us, my friend. When we are first joined to Christ, no mention is made again of our past life. The old life is finished. Behold, the new has come. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And then we read in verse 12, And let your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring which the Lord will give you by this woman. Now the whole story of Tamar is found in Genesis chapter 38. She had married one of Judah's sons, and he had died, leaving her childless. She was the widow in the Old Testament who invoked the law of the Goel, and one of the family raised up by seed by her, in her husband's name, and Perez was born. From him came a long line from which Boaz himself had come. Now the spiritual application is this. Now listen carefully. Sometimes, you know, people come to accept Christ, and they have plenty things in their background, in their life, that they are ashamed of. And they think that God cannot give them the best he has for them because of their old life of sin. But that is not so, my friend. If you have messed up God's first plan for you, never mind, y'all. He has an answer to the new situation and has produced a second plan. He can make of your life something beautiful, something wonderful, even as he took this life of Ruth, the Moabitess, and made it into something wonderful. You've heard the song, Something beautiful, something good. All my confusion, he understood all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful of my life. And he will make something beautiful, something wonderful out of every life that comes to him, even out of your own life, my friend. 
And then we read in verse 13 that Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And he went into her, and the Lord caused her to conceive, and she bore a son. Now God caused her to conceive. Children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. This was Ruth's wonderful reward to become the mother of a son who would be the grandfather of King David and ancestor of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a close kinsman, and may his name be famous in Israel, and may he be to you a restorer of life, a nourisher and supporter of your old age, for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons has borne him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him in her bosom and became his nurse. Now the women here were saying to Naomi that she is indeed fortunate to have a fine daughter-in-law like Ruth. Oh, a fine, faithful daughter-in-law is a blessing, my friend. My own three older boys, my own sons, have married fine, sweet girls, girls that I love like my own daughters. And in my heart, I know no difference between them and my own born child. And when our sons marry girls that are good wives and good mothers and good Christians, oh, we mother-in-laws should do all we can to encourage them. We should pray for them, and we should help them in any way that we can. And here's the grandmother now taking care of this baby. The grandmothers should take on the responsibilities to pray for the child, to teach the child in a spiritual way. And here the child's mother may be so busy with many little ones and with all the physical care for the child, fixing the food and washing the clothes and giving the child bath and all those things. But the grandmother now, she has time and he has experience to nurture the child spiritually. Oh, you grandmothers, listen to me now. What are you doing to teach your little grandchildren about Jesus? What are you doing in your life? to show that child the right way to go. How much time do you spend in prayer for that precious little soul? Now, you grandmothers, you hear me, and you listen to this, because this is God's responsibility placed on you, to pray for your children, your grandchildren, and to lead them in the right way spiritually. They're watching you. They're looking to see what kind of way you're going to be, what kind of way you're going to go. And then we read in verse 17, her neighbor women gave him a name saying, a son is born to Naomi. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David, the ancestor of Jesus Christ. Now these are the descendants of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron, Hezron of Ram, Ram of Amadab, Amadab of Nashon, Ashen of Salmon, Salmon of Boaz, Boaz of Obed, Obed of Jesse, and Jesse of David, the ancestor of Jesus Christ. And so we have seen in this very wonderful story, this book of Ruth, how God took a girl out of the land of Moab, who had been a heathen woman, and redeems her for his own use. We see that when the story started, Ruth was a pagan. She was a heathen, a member of a hostile tribe, and cut off from any knowledge of the living God. She not only was without God, but she was without hope. 
but the law of Moses, remember, was very severe against her people. But in spite of all this, we see God setting into motion a chain of events that brought her at last to Boaz and lifted her into the royal line and gave a living link with Jesus Christ. And so as we look at this story, we see that God had to work. First, there had to be a famine, a providential act of God over which she had no control, about which she didn't even know anything. The famine was not even in Moab. It was in Judea. But it was the beginning of things for Ruth, although she did not realize it. And then this family that moved into her life from Bethlehem, although they were away from God and were in a place where they had no right to be, and although their testimony must have been very dim, still Ruth heard of God through this family, and she married into this family, and then she had a first-hand opportunity to see and to hear for herself about their devotion to God. And then we see the funeral, the death of her own husband. It was a tragedy, and yet she could never have come to know Boaz as God intended her to know him without that funeral. So you see, God is too loving to be unkind. He is too wise to make any mistakes. And then we see the fourth link in this chain of bringing Ruth to Boaz was fear. Her mother-in-law, Naomi, announced one day that she was leaving Moab, and the only light Ruth had, her only hope, was leaving her. She feared to be left in the dark, and so she said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. And then we see the last link in the chain was a field. For when she arrived at Bethlehem and sought some place to get food for herself and Naomi, she went out to glean to cut rice. And there she happened to go to the rye field. Certainly God took her there so she could come face to face with the one who was to become her Redeemer. And so as Naomi taught her and showed her how to put herself at the feet of Boaz and ask to be redeemed, to ask to be put into his family, then she was bought by Boaz, according to the redemption laws of Israel, and made his very own. And so again we see this wonderful picture of our redemption. First, God takes the initiative and begins to work behind the scenes in our life to bring us into the presence of His Son. Through the hearing of His Word, He teaches us the simple plan of redemption and makes us willing to ask Jesus to become our Redeemer. Then he shows us how the redemption price has been paid at Calvary. And then he lifts us up and makes us his very own. Ruth, a virtuous woman. As we read in Proverbs, who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. Oh, Ruth demonstrated her faith, her loyalty, and her obedience. She was a kind of woman that God could use in the line of his son, Jesus Christ. It took faith for Ruth to follow Naomi. It took obedience for Ruth to do what she was told. It took trust of Ruth and Boaz to wait on him. And it took submission of Ruth to do God's will, to marry this man, Boaz. But what a wonderful reward Ruth received. 
Oh, I hope that you out there that are listening to Bible College by Radio have learned a wonderful lesson through this very beautiful love story of Ruth and Boaz, that you can see more clearly the wonderful picture of salvation and how God will reward you as he did Ruth for your loyalty, for your faith, and for your obedience as you follow him, as you submit to his will for your life, he will reward you even as he did Ruth. from God. And those who are loving and kind show that they are His children. If we aren't loving and kind, it shows that we don't know God, for God is love. how much God loves us, for we've felt His love. Anyone who lives a life of love is living with God, and God is living in Him. As we live with Christ, our love grows more perfect and complete. someone who loves us perfectly, for this kind of love destroys fear. Our love for him comes as a result of his loving us first. If anyone says, I love God, but keeps on hating his brother, he's a liar. For if he doesn't love his brother who's right there in front of him, how can he love God whom he's never seen? God himself has said, we must love not only him, but our brothers too. And so, friends, let's love each other. Thank you, friends, for listening again to Bible College by Radio. May God bless you and keep you in all your ways.